What's up, everybody? Welcome back into Tide Talk Live. Stacy Blackwood joined as always by my good buddy Jake Thomas. Jake, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great, Stacy. Uh, great, great to be back here. It's been uh been probably a week or two since I was able to do something. So uh, glad to be back. Uh, home life is great. Everything's going well here. Uh, just trying to get adjusted still to to a newborn and, and her sleeping habits. That's that's the fun <laughs> part. So not a lot of sleep, but you know, it's, it's fun. It's truly fun, man. Yeah. I can't say that I miss those days cause I do not, but so <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I at least get a full night's sleep, but right. uh, glad the baby and mama's doing good. Uh, mm-hmm. Good to be back on the show with you. Cannot wait to kind of dive into today's topic. And, uh, but before we do that, please do make sure you subscribe to our channel here on YouTube. Give us a like, uh, also, uh, find us on Apple podcast, Spotify, a uh, part of the believe network, so uh, wherever you find your podcast, you can find us there as well, uh, free and available wherever you find those. Uh, Jake, we're going to be talking about the 2024 album football schedule and just kind of give our initial thoughts about the schedule and, and the upcoming matchups here in 2024 for Alabama and the first year of the Kalen DeBoer era. Uh, you know, obviously uh, th- there's a lot to kind of dissect in between now and the start of the season. Right. But I thought it'd be kind of fun here in the off-season time to, to kind of look at the schedule early on and just a, a quick thought about each matchup and, and what you think might could happen, you know, in that game. But before we do that, I do want to give a shout-out to Coach Oates and the men's basketball team who just mm-hmm. continue to win, Jake. Uh, now 8-1 and one in conference play, halfway through the SEC uh, schedule, and they're 8-1. and one. Uh, You know, they got a big game on Wednesday night at Auburn, so – uh, just credit credits to uh, Nate Oates and, and company there in Tuscaloosa, who, you know, truthfully, he's probably getting more out of this team than what uh, many people thought he could. So, super proud of what Coach Oates has done in this basketball team, and, and they just seem to be getting better and better as the season goes on. <laughs> yes, Daisy, the the stats of the night was incredible: forty nine three pointers, only made fifteen of them, and we still won like thirty two by thirty two points. I mean, yeah. that's incredible. And you think about, like you said, he replaced his entire coaching staff in the middle of summer, right in the middle of, of recruiting pretty much and all mm-hmm. that. And he was able to still get his guys in and get the coaches in and has his team playing, you know, with a lot of fire right now. So, uh, Mark Sears, I don't know if he's going to be able to win SEC Player of the Year, but he's he's got to be top three for sure. Yeah, he's definitely in the conversation. And I think, you know, maybe even Wednesday night's game against Auburn could kind of catapult him if he was to have a good game and Alabama was to get the win. You know, because I think Janai Broom is right there in the conversation, you know, the big guy for Auburn. Uh, Dalton Connect for Tennessee is right there in the conversation. I think it's really between those three guys Mm -hmm. right now. And Mark Sears has a chance to maybe take over uh, Janai Broom uh, for sure uh, with another win over Auburn on Wednesday night. So, uh, just just what this team has accomplished so far, and even if they don't win on Wednesday night, you know, Jake, this this team, you know, ten games through conference play. If you'd have told me at the start of the season they'd be eight and two, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure I would have believed you. Looking at this schedule so far, so just uh, kudos to, to Coach Oates and that and and the players there in Tuscaloosa for getting the job done. Absolutely, man. We're we're excited about the basketball team. We can talk about more about them later on because we're gonna get into March Madness with them guys, uh, SEC tournament as well. We feel like they're gonna be have a deep run in the tournament and and in the NCAA tournament as well. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Jake, let's let's move straight into the 2024 schedule for Alabama and just a couple notes on the 2024 season for Alabama because it's going to be a little bit different than most seasons. The first game is actually at the end of August. So yeah. what that does is that generates you an extra bye week throughout the season. So uh, that you're going to see that comes up big for Alabama here in 2024. So that's just kind of a, a side note, you know, as we start to look at this schedule here in 2024. Uh, but you get things started, like I mentioned, on August 31st, Jake, against Western Kentucky. And, you know, an interesting note there, it looks like their quarterback's going to be T.J. Finley. Of course, he's kind of made his rounds throughout the country, started at LSU, then he went to Auburn. This past season, he was at Texas State, set some records for those guys, and now he's transferred over to Western Kentucky. Uh, you know, obviously Alabama, you know, is just going to overpower them. They outmatch Western Kentucky. Uh, but what, what do you think just about that matchup overall, Jake, the first game of the Kalen DeBoer era? Yeah, that's my where my focus lies is, uh, you know, to see what the offense is going to look like. We, you know, we – as of as of this recording, and I still feel like it's still he's going to be here, you know, as the offense coordinator. Ron Grove, I feel like is going to be be the offense coordinator at Alabama starting the season and this season, um, regardless of what's going on at, at Seattle um, Seahawks. But you know, Saban tried to get him on a few years ago, so I'm really excited to see what kind of offense he brings to the table. We know what he can do with you know two and three. And and low end four star guys, what he did at Washington. Let's see what we can do with five star p- potential. I really feel like him and Kevin DeBoer are, are going to, you know, they're going to pose their will, like you said, against Western Kentucky. So uh, I'm just I'm just excited to get the game started then and see what this offense is going to look like, and really see how this defense is going to look like as as well being a new four two five scheme. Yeah, I mean, everything's new. So this is right. the first opportunity for the fans to kind of get a glimpse into what the Kalen DeBoer era of Alabama football could look like. So obviously I think that's the biggest, you know, not really a question mark, but the biggest focus of week one for Alabama fans is just, you know, the, the start of a new era of Alabama football and and what it's going to be like without Nick Saban roaming the sidelines for, for the Crimson Tide. So just uh, just going to be a lot of fun. Cannot wait to, to August 31st. And the truth is yeah. that'll be here uh, quicker than we realize. But uh, week two, Jake, is September 7th against South Florida. Of course, Alabama saw the Bulls last week or last year uh, in Tampa, uh, closer than what it probably should have been, getting that 17-3 to win over the Bulls uh, there in Tampa. But, uh, you know, I got to think that Alabama's going to be a, in a little bit better uh, condition as far as mentally. Uh, heading into this game than they were last year with all the uncertainty uh, at quarterback and and all the uncertainty really across the roster uh, along the offensive line. So I think they'll be in a better spot from a mental capacity heading into week two matchup against South Florida than what they probably were uh, this past season. So I'm just kind of looking forward to seeing what this team looks like against South Florida. You know, you get you get the first game under you of Kalen DeBoer and now you're you're kind of setting that the the, the carriage is in motion, and, right. and you can kind of make some adjustments and make some changes and alter some things heading into week two. So that's what I'm looking forward to in that game. Yeah, absolutely, Stacy. And I don't feel like there's going to be a daggum hurricane in the middle of the game like it was last <laughs> year, too, which kind of probably played a little psyche on, on the team as well. Uh, but you know, I, I'm expecting you know the second game. You're still going to see. Kind of some slip ups, kind kind of you know wheel spin a little bit, but that that's what these first two games are about is is to get that like you said that carriage rolling, getting the team gelling to get 
set up for that week three matchup. Yeah, and, and that week three matchup, that's really kind of when the season starts for this mm-hmm. team, Jake. At Wisconsin on September 14th, look, Wisconsin's not that, you know, nine-win, ten-win program that they've been, you know, under the – the what was it, what was their coach's name that was there for so long that done such a great – Barry Alvarez. Barry Alvarez. This is not your, this is not your Barry Alvarez uh, Wisconsin team, but Luke Fickle took over. Uh, you know that he's going to turn that program around. I think they went seven and five this last year. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I think they're going to be a good team, Jake. I'm not sure how good they'll be, but anytime you play in Madison, Wisconsin, Jake, it's going to be a tough environment. So a, a true road game in week three against a quality power five opponent, and that that's kind of a way to, to start the Kalen DeBoer era. Even though that's going to be game three, you get a couple games under your belt. Now you hit the road. Tough environment against a quality power five opponent to kind of see what Kalen DeBoer and the Alabama team's made of. Yeah, absolutely. And and Wisconsin is one of those ground and pound. They're just going to to you know use a lot of of or they they did in the past. I'm not sure exactly what Fick was going to do, but they use a lot of, of their of like the the play clock. So you know they're they're stamping the ball with set five seven seconds left. So I mean they're they're going to ground and pound you and wear you down. So let's see how the condition is. Uh, for this team uh, in week three, especially been on the road. And, it's, you know, by then there may be – it may still be pretty, but there's a chance that it's kind of cooler up in Madison, Wisconsin at that time. Yeah, I'm looking forward – you talked about the offense that Wisconsin could be running. You know, I, I didn't really watch any of Wisconsin last year. So I, I'm looking forward to as the, the season gets closer – going back and looking at what Wisconsin looked like in 2023, both offensively and defensively from a schematic standpoint, because, you know, it will be an intriguing matchup there uh, in Madison in week three. But mm-hmm. but then in, in week four, Jake, it is, a bye, it is a bye week. You get the yeah. bye week. This is where that first yeah. bye week comes in. The first Thank the goodness, two, right? <laughs> you get a bye week, but then the Georgia Bulldogs roll into Tuscaloosa on, uh, on September 28th, Jake, and – what could be potentially the best regular season matchup of the entire 2024 college football season. Uh, man, where to even begin on that, that matchup, Jake? You know, this is where we're going to find out what, what kind of team Alabama has this, this upset, you know, this coming, coming season. Uh, and we're going to see how Kalen DeBoer responds. Um, will the, will the pressure get to him in this game? You know, th- this is where those questions are going to be answered. Uh, and, and also, on the flip side, you know, Kirby Smart could not get – he got that one win against Saban, but he couldn't really, you know, consistently beat Saban. I mean, he was one in five yeah. in his career. Now Saban's out of the picture. Will, will that, like, monkey be off of that shoulder – off his shoulder? So, could we see a different Kirby in this game, more mentally focused and all that? So, Kalen DeBoer and this, and this offensive staff and, and the defense staff, this whole coaching staff has got their going to have their hands full in in that game because I feel like we're going to see a more pressing uh, dogs team than what we have when when Saban was rolling the sideline. That's a really good point. That, uh, bringing up Saban and, and Kirby and like you mentioned, is that monkey off of Kirby Smart's back now with Coach mm-hmm. Saban no longer on the sidelines for Alabama and and how does he then attack the Crimson Tide because there's not many programs in the country that, you know, dude for dude match up with Georgia. Alabama right. is one of those one of those teams. You know, look at Ohio State, uh, you know, maybe maybe a team like Michigan or, or but the, the Texas maybe. There's very few programs in the country that can go dude for dude with you. So mm-hmm. that does change up how you have to play that team because 
when when you know you have the better dudes, you can basically do what you want. But that's not the case when Album and Georgia meet Jake, and, and it's not going to be the case on September 28th. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Just because Album lost a lot of guys in the portal doesn't mean their their top 80 players are not full of four- and five-star guys. So it's, it's this matchup is going to be a heavyweight battle. Right. And, and I'm just looking forward to seeing how Coach DeBoer handles the big game expectations. Not so much during the game, Jake, but the week leading up to this matchup, how does DeBoer handle that? Because, Jake, everybody everybody from a media standpoint is going to be wanting to talk to him. Uh, I'm sure game day will be there in Tuscaloosa. Oh, so yeah. the distractions of, of leading up to this game are going to be interesting in, in relative to how Coach DeBoer and the staff handles that. So uh, looking forward to that. But then w- when you get between the white lines, Jake, it, it's about the guys executing on the field and uh, – Say what you want. Maybe it was the saving effect for whatever reason. In crunch time, in, in these these few matchups between Alabama and Georgia, Alabama has executed and Georgia hasn't. And right. that's been the difference in these games, Jake. Most mm-hmm. of them have been pretty close outside of a couple. And, and just, just Alabama finds a way to execute down the stretch and, and come away with a win. So, like you mentioned, with, with Saban gone, is, is that – is that monkey off of Kirby's back, mm-hmm. or is it more of a of an Alabama monkey than a Nick Saban monkey? Right. So we'll we'll find out here on September twenty eighth. Looking forward to that matchup, Jake. Uh, what what a, what a fun game that's going to be in Tuscaloosa. Man, the lights are going to be outstanding, <laughs> and that environment. And I and and I just have a feeling I'm pretty much ninety nine point nine percent sure that's going to be a night game. So it's going to be rocking down there. Oh, yeah. It'll be an unbelievable atmosphere for sure. Yeah. Might be the best atmosphere that stadium's ever had. Yeah, I mean, I agree. That, that's not being hyperbolic either. It could be special. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on, Jake, to the first game in, in the month of October. You travel to Nashville to take on Vanderbilt. No need in spending a lot of time on this, Jake. Vanderbilt is not good. Uh, you know, they historically do not do very well against Alabama. So uh, I think me and you both are pretty confident. Although I think Clark Lee is a decent coach, uh, Vanderbilt doesn't have much of a chance of taking down Alabama in that game. Yeah, I mean the the, the storyline in that game is going to be is is Vandy Stadium done by then? Because I mean it's it's just a shell of itself right now. So I think that's the biggest storyline going into the offseason for Vandy. And I, I like Vandy. I wish they wish they would have some some success, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the biggest storyline for the season if you're a Vandy Commodore fan. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. All right, then, then next, album was back at home against the South Carolina Gamecocks. That's an interesting matchup, Jake. Yeah. Shane Beamer, obviously, he does a really good job recruiting. He's got a really good class. He's, he's done really solid in that area. But I think most people would say they underperformed in 2023, Jake. So it's going to be interesting to see what type of team South Carolina has in 2024. So you're, you know, you're kind of at the halfway point of the season when you get there on October 12th. So you kind of know who you are in that point of the season. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what South Carolina is made of uh, when you get to October 12th. Yeah, I feel like Shane Beamer is going to have this team uh, fired up and ready to play because, you know, this feels like a, a, you know, a make a break season for him. He may be fired at the end of the year if they don't do something. So, you know, I feel like he's going to have a better team uh, this year. Just don't know how it's going to translate to the field. So we'll have to see. But I really do like Shane Beam. I wish, I wish him success, but it just has not worked so far there at uh, South Carolina with him. 
Yeah, he, uh, you know, he's he's an all right guy, but I, if, I think if he spent more time coaching his football team instead of running his mouth, he might have right. better results. So I agree. That's all. That's all I have to say about Shane Beamer. <laughs> uh, th- then you get to to the third Saturday in October, Jake. You travel to Knoxville to mm. take on the Tennessee Volunteers, who, uh, you know, they're going to have Nico at quarterback. Uh, I'm sure they'll be really good on offense. Still unsure what they'll be like on defense. Tennessee is one of the strangest teams to me heading into the 2024 season because I think they'll be good, but I'm not I'm not just hundred percent sold they're gonna be good. Yeah, they're you know, they are strange this year, uh, Stacey. They you know, Nico's a really good quarterback. I feel like he's gonna be, you know, kind of hinder hook and ask, you know, uh, he may be a little bit better than Hinder Hooker, uh, but you know, he, he showed out in their bowl game. He kind of got a taste of what he, he can bring to the table. But defensively, man, that's where the question marks lie. Uh, Josh Hopple has not really had a great defensive team since he's been there. Offense is sound. Defense is not. So what, where is their defense going to lie this year? If they're in the middle of the pack, they I think they can have a really great season. But it's all going to depend on, on that uh, defense for them, I feel like. Yeah, and you know they were improved in 2023 defensively, mm-hmm. but you know they they lose some some key guys from that, not only to the draft but to the transfer portal as mm-hmm. well. You know that the, their best edge rusher is heading to Ole Miss, so uh, just everybody is. <laughs> yeah, they're just a, they're they're a weird team entering this season, so uh, it's kind of hard to gauge what they're going to look like here uh, as we sit on February 5th, <laughs> looking ahead to a game being played in mid October, but. Obviously, that's always one of the most fun games uh, every season, so looking forward to that matchup as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you go back home to Tuscaloosa the next week to face Eli Drinkwitz and the Missouri Tigers, who are coming off one of the best years in Missouri football history. And I'm interested to see how they respond to having that much success. Can they build on that? Of course, they get the quarterback back, Brady, Brady Cook. They lose their running back, but they got Luther Burton back at receiver. So uh, Missouri's always pretty solid on defense. So you got to think they're going to be pretty good there. But they did lose some key pieces. They have the, the you know one of the best defensive linemen in, in the country. You know going to be playing for them next fall as well. So uh, they're they're a lot like Tennessee. I, I want to kind of hold off and wait to see what they look like, only because I'm not used to seeing Missouri come off a season where they have the success that they had the previous year. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in a wait-and-see type of type of mode for Missouri heading into 2024. Yes, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do. Uh, can they capitalize, like you said, on their success from last year? Uh, I, I'm kind of waiting to see as well. I really like Brady Cook. and Luther Burden is probably one of the best wideouts in, in, this, in the SEC right now. Other than that, you have a few pieces, but you don't – really have that, you know, a team that can make that next step, I feel like. So, right. you know, they may be eight and four, nine and three again kind of season this year. Yeah, they're, they're one of those teams like, you know, maybe what they done last year is their peak. That that right. That's that's all they can ever be because, you know, when you're in the SEC, you're going to have to get over Georgia. You're going to have to get over Alabama. You're going to have to get over Texas now. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not going to be easy – and with what Lane Kiffin's building at Ole Miss, I mean, it's going to be hard to kind of get over those humps. You know, LSU's going to be in the mix of things as well. So uh, it's just, it's you know, maybe they peaked in 2023. Maybe not. I don't know. But I am interested to see how they kind of come off the, the success that they had last season. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we get to the second bye week now, Jake, uh, after the, the game against Missouri. You get an off week, and then you make that trip to Death Valley to take on the LSU Tigers in Baton Rouge, uh, where we all know how that game ended the last time Alabama mm-hmm. played there, losing that heartbreaker in overtime on a two, two-point two conversion. Uh, Jake, how, how do you feel about that game being played there in, in November? Well, first I want to say Alabama's road schedule is tough this coming season. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. look at all the places we got to go on the road, and we haven't even hit Norman yet. So, you know, that's that's coming up in a few uh, games here. But, you know, that is going to be a very interesting matchup. You know, number one, Jaden Daniels. So, you know, he lit up everybody, not just, not just you know, Alabama. He lit up everybody in the conference. I mean, that kid was special. So, uh, you know, how do they build off of that? Nussmeyer is a really good quarterback. He's not to that level of Jaden Daniels. So they're going to have to find some other pieces and find a run game to help him out, I feel like. And, you know, they're another team I feel like could maybe be a, you know, a nine-win team, but that's about it this year for them. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be a common theme in 2024 is there's going to be a handful of SEC teams sitting at nine and three when the regular season's over with. And so – uh, that that game against LSU in Death Valley that that's always tough. Maybe the toughest place to play in the country. I mean, yeah. I, it certainly has the argument for that. So you know, Brian Kelly is going to have his guys ready. You know, they're going to figure the offense out. That's kind of Brian Kelly's thing. They usually mm-hmm. figure the offense out. The defense was so bad last season. Yeah. I think they made a good hire as the defensive coordinator. I can't think of his name right now, but I think they made a good hire there. So I think they'll be improved, but they really have nowhere to go but up defensively. Right. Because they were that bad in 2023. So uh, th- that's going to be a really fun matchup in Death Valley there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, Jake, they, they, they get their, their cupcake of the season. Uh, there late in the year and on November 16th against Mercer. No need and really spend any time on that game. Album is going to get the win there uh, relatively easy. Then the final road game of the season, Jake, on no- November 23rd at Oklahoma, Jake. I mean, how fun is it to have Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC? Now you have, you, you, you have to look forward to being able to travel to Austin to play Texas or travel to Norman to play Oklahoma every few seasons. Uh what what a game that's going to be late in the season, and who knows what kind of ramifications it's going to have. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm not sure exactly, you know, the layout and, and the team that Oklahoma is going to have because you know the quarterback I think has moved on. Uh, I forgot where he's headed to. Was he's it, at Oregon it, now. He's at Oregon. Yeah, Jake, J- Jack Jackson Arnold, the guy who's going to be their quarterback. I think his last name is Arnold. I'm pretty sure it's Jackson Arnold. Mm-hmm. He's elite, dude. He's going to be a okay. really good player, but I, I'm yeah. not sure what Oklahoma is on the defensive side of the football right. against quality opponents. Yeah, that that's my biggest question mark for, for Oklahoma this coming year. feel like they're going to be good offensively. Defensively, with a defensive-minded coach, you feel like they'd be a, a little bit better than what they have been. But being in the Big 12, we talk about the Big 12 defenses have not been that great. They are just, just do not know how to tackle for some reason. So maybe getting a defensive-minded coach, getting the SEC where defense is king pretty much, Maybe they'll start shifting their focus and getting a lot better defensively. But, you know, I still feel like they're going to have a little bit of that Big 12 energy about them and and defensively they're going to be kind of kind of lackluster again this year. Yeah, they've just they've played really inconsistent under Brent Venables on both sides of the football, if we're being honest. So this is a big year for Venables. And, yeah. and to see what he can do uh here, I think would be year three of his of his tenure there in Oklahoma. So uh that could be, you know, a game that's 
I don't want to say make or break for him there late in the year, but it's it could be a game that kind of sets in motion what his future is like post-2024. So mm-hmm. a big game there in Norman, the second to last game of the season. But, of course, you wrap up the, the, the regular season on November 30th at home against the Auburn Tigers. Uh, Jake, if Auburn doesn't find a quarterback <laughs> – Oh, despite the class that they brought in, Jake, and they did, they signed a heck of a class, top 10 in the country. Mm-hmm. But despite that class, Jake, despite that I think they'll be pretty solid on defense, with Peyton Thorne at quarterback, I just don't have confidence that the Auburn offense is going to be good enough to beat the good teams. Mm-hmm. I, I, am I wrong for thinking like that? No, you know – Outside of what happened to Alabama last year in, in that game, Peyton Thorne ha- has been – he's been, you know, below average, I would say, you know, in, in the SEC. He would show spurs of being a really good quarterback, but he's too inconsistent. And if they want to have success, if they want to get to a 10-win season like they've been harping about, they've got to find find a quarterback and fast. And I know they got a got a fairly decent freshman, fairly good freshman coming in mm-hmm. that may either – push Peyton Thorne to get better or that guy can overtake him. Uh, but I just don't see Peyton Thorne being being the guy at Auburn to get them to that next step where they want to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's a fine player, Jake. But mm-hmm. I, you're like I said, you're not going to beat the Georgias, the no. Alabamas, the LSUs. You're not going to beat those teams, the Texas. Ole Miss, <laughs> Texas. You're not going to beat those teams with mediocre to poor quarterback play. And that's what Peyton Thorne delivered in 2023. And he didn't show any signs that he was going to make some massive step in the right direction heading into 2024. So, uh, you know, I I don't want to wait till the season gets here before we obviously say anything, you know, with, you know, some finality. But I just – I don't have a ton of confidence in the Auburn offense heading into 2024. They still have a lot of question marks up front along the offensive line. Uh, you know, Jacquez Hunter is back, one of the best backs coming back in the SEC, Jake. But when you're mediocre to poor at quarterback, all that other stuff really doesn't matter because you have to be able to make some plays at the quarterback position. And and and, and I'm not sure Peyton Thorne can do that for Auburn. Yeah, I agree, Stacey. He, like I said, he's been consistently inconsistent, as we we like to say. Uh, you know, so he's got to he's got to get improve his game. Or, or Auburn's not going to get to that eight, nine win, 10 win season that they want. Yeah, I agree 100%. All right, Jake, before we, before we kind of wrap up the show, I, I want to ask you this. What stands out to you most of, about the 2024 schedule for Alabama? Um, you know, I, I love the, the balance. You know, I mean, every, every team has got a tough game somewhere this year. You know, Georgia's got to go to Alabama. We got to go to to Death Valley. We got to go to Knoxville. But the I love that aspect of, of how it's coming in. And with Texas and Oklahoma, if they get back to where they have been, seems like Texas is getting there. If Oklahoma gets back, my gosh, the SEC. I don't see how you can say it's not the most dominant, you know, college football conference in in, in the country. Because I mean, any given week on the road. It's going to be tough to, to come out with a win if you're the uh, the visiting team for sure. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at Alabama's schedule, Jake. They have one, two, three, four, five road games. Mm-hmm. Every one of them are tough except for Vanderbilt. I mean, every right. one of them are at places that have, you know, historically elite home field advantages. Yeah. 
I mean, at right. Wisconsin, I mean, that's that's historically elite mm-hmm. uh, home field advantage. Mm-hmm. At Tennessee, we know what that's about. At LSU, we know what that's about. Yeah. At Oklahoma, I mean, good grief, Jake. That road schedule, I mean, I haven't looked at everybody's schedule across the country, Jake, but I bet there's not a team in the country that's got four road games as tough as what Alabama's got. Uh, you couldn't convince me that they do. <laughs> so, but if there is a team out there, I would love to see that schedule because I feel really bad for them. Yeah, no kidding. That's a <laughs> that would be brutal. That'd be Murray's Road for sure. <clears throat> no doubt about it. All right, guys. Hey, that's going to wrap up our you know kind of quick look at the 2024 schedule. First look, I guess if, if that's what you want to call it, uh, here in early February. Uh, you know, please uh, let us know your thoughts on the schedule uh, in the comment section below. Uh, once again, please do like, share, and subscribe to our channel here on YouTube. Uh, we're also free and available wherever you find your podcast. Part of the Believe Network. Excited to be a part with those guys there at Believe. Uh, Jake, any last words before we head out for the night? No, man. Just uh, excited for uh, you know get the football season here, but but the build up. Uh, we got so much to talk about uh, in the off season, so. Stay tuned. Uh, hopefully, we'll have boots on the ground at A Day. We're going to see how that how that plays out. Hopefully, but you know, stay tuned. We we got a lot of great content coming up here in the next several months. No doubt about it. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching. Like I said, please do subscribe to the channel and like the video. Jump in the comments and give us your thoughts on the 2024 Alabama football schedule. But for Stacy Blackwood and Jake Thomas, this has been Tide Talk Live. And until next time, roll Tide. Roll Tide.